Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, I'm your host Peter, joined this week by Tom. How are you, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. Also got Donny on this week. Donny, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. And a special guest this week is Melvinho, aka Melvin, who was the first winner of the fantasy. How did I say it? FPL Fantasy Royalty, Royalty Rumble. There you go. So won that. So Melvin's <laughs> on Johnny. How you doing, Melvin? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks very much for inviting me. No problem, no problem. Have you on? So, talk to you first. You're the winner, you're the champion. I know you're just going to say you picked a team week to week. What was your strategy? What was your tactics to win the Royal Rumble? <laughs> I think it was um, mainly you boys and listening to your pod um, and getting all the info from there um, and planning. And I think a bit of luck as well, always with fantasy. Um, I think, yeah, I think um, the turning point, I think, was. Um, the Rangers 5-0 against Hearts when I got Morelis in when he came back from um, his Columbia, well, the duties that he wasn't on in Columbia um, and got two goals and an assist. I think that sort of turned it. And yeah, I think that's that was mainly it. I think I, I look back and it was like, yeah, Captain Tav pretty much most of the time um, and tried to vice-captain the Celtic midfielder only if I knew they were playing though. Because um, otherwise it's a bit dodgy, I think. So Charles Cook sometimes if he if he was playing. So uh, yeah, it was great fun, and uh, yeah, it's good. That's a sound strategy. Sound strategy. Uh, just before we move on, do you play other fantasy games? Do you play FPL? Uh, yeah, I'm playing FPL. Yep, yep. Which your current rank in that? Uh, three three k. I'm three k at the moment. So. Wow. Uh, I'm sure I saw in the league, I knew you were someone near the top. I'm sure you've seen your name above where you were. 3k, not bad, not bad. Are you, are you free hitting next week in FPL? Yeah, I think I will actually. I think I'm, I've already used one free hit, but I'm, it's just such a good opportunity. I think, I think I'm going to go for it. Um, and I think I can navigate my way around all the other ones, all the other blanks without it. So, um, yeah, so I think I'm, I might I might attack it. I'm quite aggressive, so I yeah I, I sort of took a minus twelve this week because um, there were some doubles around. But yeah, so yeah, I think it's uh, I think I'll go for that. So, not bad, yeah. not, not bad. So we'll keep an eye on Tommy Mel- Melbourne's uh, position at the end of the season. 
We'd go to last year in the top one K, so that's good to have such big hitters on about us. Right, okay, enough of the kid on fantasy, back to the old stuff, the Scottish game. <laughs> uh, the league top three, there's been no change, so I'm not going to doubt there's no point. So what we'll do is we'll get into our game week score and a rank for the week. Also, it's meant to be a double game week. It didn't happen. Uh, Nor you feel my pain here. You took a hit, tried to get a couple of other players in and it didn't work out. Uh, I'll start with you, Donnie. What did you give your game week score in your rank? My game week score was uh, 30. Unfortunately, I took a minus eight to get there. Um, Gordon and Boyce weren't playing. They had a virus. So I was only going to make one change, well, two changes um, to get Ronan in. And then I thought I'd better make another one because over the two games, I'll get that four points back. So that didn't turn out to be the case. So finished on 22 points. It was Gordon for zero, Obelai for six, Captain Tav for six, Golson for two, Ferguson one, Abada one, Jota six, Ronan with the vice captaincy got me three, Morelos one, Mieda two, Grieve two. So total of 30 minus eight was 22. Brings my global score to 1611 and my global rank to 53. All right. What about yourself, Melvin? How'd you go in this week? Yeah, just the same as everyone else, I think. Um, yeah, I was 30, 30 points. Um, I took a minus four for the double. I obviously didn't pay off. I brought Ronan and, uh, is it Anik? I think you should pronounce it, brought them in, in for the double. Um, I had, yeah, Anik for two. He was my vice captain. Um, Tav for three, Shaughnessy two, Goldston two, Ramsey three, and then Charles Cook two. Yotta six, Abada one, Ronan was the captain for six, Morellis one, and Ramirez two, and nothing at all on the bench. And what's your rank now? My rank now is, uh, let me have a look, 18. Not bad. I know you were a wee bit up at 12 or 13 at one point when you won the Cups and you were close by. Tom, yeah. yourself, how are you? Uh, my overall, overall, <coughs> overall rank is 91. Uh, this week I got 25 points. Um, I have Stuart in goals, got me nothing. Uh, Backline of Bassey for five, Tav for three, and Cochrane got me nothing. In midfield, Yotta got me six, Ferguson one, Captain Abada got me two, Ronan three. I had Vice Captain Sims for two, Morelos one, and Ramirez two. I also had um, 14 points on the bench in the form of Charles Cook. Doig with the clean sheet and Obelai with the, the clean sheet as well. Sodium. Okay, I had 37 points. That was a minus four, so 33. I had strike and goals for two points. Captain Tab six. I had Doig and Obelai playing, Tom, so I got six apiece for them. Gordon two, Jota six, Abada one, Ronan three, Morelos one, Ramirez two, and Grieve two. Uh, overall rank dropped to 110, so 110. And if I didn't, if I'd stood still and not moved because of the double game week, I'd be sitting at 889, I believe. But we could do what a log pitches, guys. What happens? Right, so we'll move on to the results for the weekend and then we'll get into some talk about it. So on Saturday, we had Hibs 2, Ross County 0. We had Livingston 1, St. Mirren 1. We had Motherwell 1, Aberdeen 1, St. Johnson 2, Hearts 1. And on Sunday, we had Dun United 1, Rangers 1. And then Celtic 3, Dundee 2. So, Tom, you want to take us away? Yeah. Um, first up, we've got uh, Livy 1, St. Mirren 1. Bruce Anderson got the goal for Livingston. He also hit the woodwork in this game. And for St. Mirren, it was a season favourite from last season. And Greg Kelty with the goal. 
and Alan Power with the assist. Uh, Bruce Anderson, uh, he's had five goals since game week 20 and also one assist in that time. He's also amassed uh, 10 bonus points. He's currently fourth highest scoring striker in the game. Though the only downside with uh, Bruce is he's not always assured of stats. Uh, looking over at Kelty, he scored uh, with St Mirren's only shot on target. He's had one goal and four assists in the last six game weeks and also accumulated seven bonus points. Uh, perhaps he might be a better option than Ronan going forward, but I think the, the St Mirren fixtures aren't too great. Uh, St Mirren are also without the uh, manager, Jim Goodwin, who's now moved up to Aberdeen. So we'll see how they get on in the future. Um, St Mirren are one of the, the few teams that will face Celtic and Rangers before the split. So as I mentioned, the, the fixtures aren't too great. Would you reckon, Donnie, anything to add there? Um, I think Anderson we've talked about for a while. Uh, it's the kind of one that if you've got him, it's a risk. But at the same time, on the bench and, and benefit there. The way Livingston play, I think everything still goes through Forrest. Um, he's, whenever I watch him, he's always on the ball trying to create things. But you're spoiled for choice in midfield, so he's probably not one that you're going to go for. Kilty's hitting a bit of form, but again, midfield. And and those who went big on St Mirren, Roney did nothing, Greaves did nothing, just just missed out. I guess the only good point for me was that Oblai came off um, before the, the equaliser, so we got <laughs> Um But I think both teams probably struggling a bit for four, and they've both got some tough um, coming up as well. Yeah, Melvin, anything to add there? No, only that I think um, it seems Obelay seems to be quite popular. He's one I've got sort of an eye on, and like you say, Anderson as well. But it seems to be a bit of a minutes risk with Anderson. But yeah, no, I don't think I've anything else to add to that one. Thanks, Peter. I'm interested to see how uh, St. Mirren uh, changed under Robinson now he's back because I believe at Motherwell he caught to two cup finals and a third place. On a very small budget, so I'm maybe not expecting miracles straight away, but I think it's something to keep an eye on going forward. Quite annoyed myself. I had Anderson as my transfer in and then moved it because I took a hit for a double St. Mern. So Grieve was a cheap striker. He was playing twice, didn't work out, what can you do? But I think Anderson's a good, really good, a cheap third option striker to sit your bench, come off the bench if you're willing to take the risk. Because all right, his minutes are managed fair enough, but when he, is on the be- when he is on the pitch, what I've seen in the highlights, he's a bit of menace. He's a bit of menace and he's, he's I think you get yourself a couple more attacking terms for the season finishes. Yeah, not bad if you've got a non-playing player, you can use the bench trick. Um, up next, we've got Hibs 2, Ross County 0, Jake Doyle-Hayes with the brace. These are his only goals of the season. Um, I've seen on Twitter, he also had a, a big squad of his mates up watching him uh, play at Easter Road, so that might have played a factor as well not wanting to lose face in, in front of his buddies. Um, I don't think there's any sort of standout players for Hibs at the minute. I wouldn't really be considering any of their players until we see some some consistency there um, under Sean Maloney. And it was a rare black for Ross County as well. They usually manage at least uh, one goal. Um, they'll need to pull the finger out as they've got St. Johnston uh, in the next fixture and they seem to be finding some form. So, Ross County don't really want to drop down the table any further. I'm probably going to stick with Reagan Charles Cook for the time being. Um, I got rid of Hongbo a while back. I've also got Maynard Brewer, but uh, 
I think he'll he'll be on the move soon um, if Gordon comes back, which I think he will because he, he only had COVID. Um, what's your thoughts on Hibs? Are you going to look at Nisbet and anything like that, Peter? Well, I've got Doig. He was on the chopping block and I was quite surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised to get the attack return, not attack return, defence return the weekend. Uh, Hibs looked to be a bit more secure the weekend there. And I mean, I've been the blown praise up for Ross County the last couple of weeks. But I, I think they're slightly on a downturn. I'm looking at the XG as well. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I've told my moves before I was to get is go back to Rangers double defence and I'm going to go with the three Celtic midfielders. So somebody's got to come out of midfield. I think it's going to be Charles Cook. I think I'm going to go for the Celtic to triple up. I know it's a risk. I've gained a lot of uh, value on him. And there's, I've not seen anything in the last couple of weeks to, to let me think he's worth more having a team than another Celtic midfield like a Rogic or O'Reilly. Just for the time being anyway. And uh, uh, I wouldn't back end Elks Ross County-wise. And Hibs, I don't know. I'm... I, more looking about to see how this the new late lands with the new managers in the league and how they're going to kind of pan out and how their teams are going to play. Interesting in Aberdeen's good win, we'll get to that obviously. Interesting in, interesting Dundee's under McGee as well because it looked a decent setup unit against Celtic on the Sunday. So it's a new wrinkle into the teams and hopefully the template we may wrapped up a bit. So mm-hmm. that's about it. I wouldn't be rushing it but game then for both teams, but No. And Melvin, it sounds like you've had some some points out of Reagan Charles Cook. Are you going to keep a hold of him? What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, de- yeah, definitely keep hold of him. Um, yeah, I, I think I bought him for three point eight, and he's now four point seven, so or four point eight, something like that. So, um, yeah, he's he's worth he's worth sort of seeing, especially now Boyle's gone because because I sort of fancy two or three Celtic mids, Boyle plus Charles Cook, but I need my bench trick player as well. So there's that's too many spaces. So. Um, yeah, I I'm not interested, I don't think, in any Hibs players at the moment. I think they've got Celtic next. Um, yeah. So it's so a watching brief on that. Um, and nobody else from Ross County, apart from Charles Cook, I think I'll just stick. Um, yeah, if he's got good fixtures, he goes on the pitch. If he hasn't got a good fixture, he'll stay on the bench and you know pick up five points if he scores a goal. So, yeah. Nice. Donnie, anything to add there? No, not really. I agree with what Peter said. Ross County have just been off the boil at the moment. Um, I suppose the the St Johnston fixture up next is going to be for them get a good result there. They're waiting Motherwell and then home mid end. So I suppose a couple of home fixtures to look forward to. But when Charles Cook doesn't perform, they just don't seem to do much. As for Hibs, I mean Doyle Hayes was two good goals. Um, I think they were both outside the box, if I remember. But he doesn't score them every week, so you know he's not he's not one of that. Um, and I think it's a first clean sheet in a, a long time as well. So you, I think if you had a yeah. to lucky um, sell a cup next, so that's probably one you want to avoid. Definitely. Um, next fixture after that then, St Johnston 2, Hearts 1. Uh, Hearts uh, were without Craig Gordon and also Boyce as well. They both had COVID, so perhaps they'll be um, recovered and ready to go for the weekend, depending on when they had to isolate or whatever. Um it was Ali Crawford and Jamie McCart for the Saints that got the goal. Uh, Holberg assisted for both. Um, recently, it's actually been striker Callum Hendry, who's really been amongst the goals for St. Mirren, uh, with three in the last five, as well as accumulating seven bonus points. I'm still not too sure about St. Johnston. Having, uh, their form's been pretty poor most of the season, but maybe something to keep an eye on just now. 
Uh, Hearts were a bit unlucky. Uh, I brought in Ellis Sims this week and he missed two big chances and hit the woodwork in this game. Uh, also, Barry Mackay hit the woodwork and also John Suter as well. Uh, St. Johnston, they also faced Celtic and Rangers before the split, so the upcoming fixtures aren't too great for them. Whereas Hearts, I think we've mentioned in the past, have a nice run now that they've played Rangers uh, where they won't meet either Celtic or Rangers, so I, I, I do quite fancy Hearts' as, as fixture run. Um, Peter, what do you reckon about that? St. Johnson's still a no for me. Uh, I know they're slightly maybe on the upturn, but they're not keeping clean sheets still, so I suppose if you want to have a cheap striker option, you could have went for the, the Hendry lad, but there's that many in that price bracket. There's Grieve, there's Sim, there's, you know, there's Anderson already mentioned, so you need to be really confident in them keeping that form up. Hearts is another team that I feel that's kind of hurt the Ross County. Or I feel Hearts are again on the downturn. It was a little bit of XG stats would come on as well, and, and they were punched above the weight for a wee bit, and now it's starting to kind of level out. So their fixtures are good, so maybe that will help them get back up the way again. I've not any Hearts players my team now because I'll get rid of Boyce at the weekend because he's playing deeper. I know he had COVID anyway, but he's playing deeper in Sim, so I think the obvious option would be Sim there. And I think I've got that much money in the bank. I will go back to Gordon at some point, but it's putting fires out everywhere else. And by the time I get to it, it might be the split and it might be worth bringing him in. So I might be going this season without a Hearts player or just one up front. Yep. And uh, Melvin, can you be tempted with any St. Johnston players or any Hearts players with their good run? Uh, not interested in St. Johnston. Um, and I've already got Gordon and Boyce. And I think I'll, I'll stick with that. Um, that's fine. Boyce has served me quite well, actually. Quite like him for the vice captain. Now and again, if he's playing, if he's at home. Um, and then Gordon and Anik now I've got, because I've got St. Mirren goalkeeper as well. So I can see how they rotate. Um, but yeah, that's about it for me, I think. And Donny? Yeah, so after the Rangers game, we all backed hearts with a good run of fixtures and they've since lost to Dundee and St. John, two bottom teams. So that's not what <laughs> um, Yeah, so I've still got Gordon, um, kept him, but I sold boys. Mackay, still probably the main man in, in the hearts team. He makes them tick. Again, it's an army fielder, um, so it's, it's difficult to squeeze him in. I thought Sims was unlucky. He wasn't really getting the service. Um, I think he will be a deep player for them. Uh, Hallberg had a game. Uh, but again, it's hard to hard to look at St. Johnston um, in, that, in that kind of way. But, uh, yeah, it's just difficult with Hearts' form. You know, do, you, do you back them or stay off them? You just on that, Tom, like you talk about St. Johnson players, that this is where I'm doing a lot of watching because I'm thinking after the split, when we get to the teams fighting the relegation battle and you're going to have this wild card, and if it's going to be the teams you think it's going to be, if it's going to be Dundee, St. Johnson, who else is in there? Ross County still? Three? Are they the three teams in the bottom yeah. three? I mean, this is where you've got to fight their fight for their lives in the top six and they're both playing each other. So do you want to have you want to be, do you want to be two team dependent on the teams that are playing the old from twice? I mean you've got to kind of balance up this is we kind of learned this last season where I think was uh, who was it last who was the striker big boy for Kilmarnock ex Rangers player I can't remember his name was right in my head Lafferty Lafferty I mean he last year in the in the last six games the last five games was was brilliant so it's 
watching these games, maybe not wanting to take these players in, but with an eye on these players are hitting form and then when the wildcard comes, you've got an idea who you want to bring in to supplement your squad. That's right. Definitely something to keep an eye on just now because the split isn't that far away. Um, another fixture then, we have Motherwell 1, Aberdeen 1. Mark O'Hara got this goal from Motherwell and uh, Vicente Besujin got the goal for Aberdeen. Probably butchered that. Uh, this is Besuchin's, uh, it's, it's, it's only been his fifth game for Aberdeen. Um, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. Uh, as mentioned, it's, it'll be interesting to see what Jim Goodwin can do up there. Uh, I was kind of disappointed that we didn't get anything from Ferguson or Ramirez. I mean, kind of hold on to those guys since the uh, the double game week and with the news of a change of manager, I kept a hold of them to see if we could get some sort of bounce, but alas, not the case. Um, for Motherwell, uh, Van Veen hit the woodwork in this game and he also missed a big chance as well. He's an interesting option as Motherwell will face all of the current bottom four between now and the split. Uh, he made the assist for Hara's goal and um, it's been for O'Hara, I think it was his first return since game 21. No, it was Van Veen's first attacking return since game week 21. Uh, for O'Hara, um, this was actually his first attacking return of the season, so he's not really been too prolific up until now. Um, but he's only really returned to the into the squad as, as he's been out since game week thirteen with a, a long term injury. Donny, what, what's your thoughts on Motherwell and Aberdeen? Are you going to target Motherwell players? Uh, I think Van Veen Van Veen's definitely on the watch list. Fill that position up front. I think for Aberdeen. Probably still Ferguson and Ramsey are the two standout players. Um, I think Ramirez is probably fighting that position for Bazawin now. Um, but, you know, the, the new manager, they should get a bounce off of that. Aberdeen are still fragile at the back. It's, they've not had a clean sheet since December. It doesn't look like changing anytime soon. And they've got Dundee United, Parts Rangers. And it's their next three fixtures, Parts away and Rangers away. So, yeah, they need to find form soon. Be stuck in that bottom six position, and um, before they know it. So, yeah, I think Van Veen's the main man, and if you've got Ferguson and Ramsey, probably hold on to them. Maybe give Bazawin one more chance, see if he's uh, going to set the game alight. But uh, again, it's two teams that aren't really firing all guns at the moment. Yeah, Melvin, what's your thoughts on this fixture? Yeah, I think Motherwell, it's sort of a, they've got Rangers away next, so certainly wouldn't be going anywhere until after that. You're right, there's a decent fixture run after that, isn't there? Ross County, Dundee and St Mirren, three out of the next four at home. Um, I think, yeah, in terms of Aberdeen, I did ship Ferguson out only because I wanted to get Ronan in for the for the double for St Mirren, and I've obviously got to keep hold of him now for the, for the double that's upcoming. Um, and I've got Ramsey. I like Ramsey. He was nice and cheap. He does seem to pick up the odd bonus point, um, even if, when they lose. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll hold him. And I've got Ramirez as well. And unless I've got any other fires to fight, I think I'll I'll, I'll keep plodding away. If I need to lose a spot, um, it's, it will probably be Ramirez up front because I've got Boyce and Morales as well. So, I'm, you know, he, <laughs> he stirred in the pecking order out of those three. So, yeah. Um, but I agree on the Van Veen point as well. Um, yeah, I think he's the, he's the one for Motherwell. Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon, Peter? Anything to add there? I'll keep the Motherwell one 
short because we've got a question on that later, so I'll cover it then. But the Aberdeen, uh, again, I mentioned it, uh, the good one. I'd like to see how it pans out. I don't know if we're going to see the best it to next year. I've got Ramirez. I know Melvin mentioned that uh, Boyce was kind of good to him, but I feel Ramirez has been quite good to me over this season. With him. Brought him in. He seems to have he's returned quite well, so I'm happy to keep him right mm-hmm. now. I've got the same. Ramsey, I like. He's sl- steadily getting more expensive every week. People are banging him in, and I've got more fires to put out. So by the time I get to Ramsey, I believe he's playing Rangers, so there's no point bringing him in then. And then he's over the £3 pound mark, and I'm thinking, is it, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. I've got my own Montgomery on the left-hand side. Only for Celtic, he's only 2.2. And I believe if you watch the game it, it, from after the first 20 minutes, he was playing up the left-hand side, basically as a winger. And then at the end of the game, he was playing as a front three and tucked inside. So he's an out-of-position player. On, on the one game, a good one. Certainly keep an eye on if he's going to be pushed up because if you've got Johnny Hayes playing the left, maybe push him further up. If he can nail game time, that is, because obviously he's rotational risk. But he's basically a winger in a defensive spot if this way good was going to implement him. So it's something to keep an eye on. It's one of my kind of watch list pending transfers, I think. No. We gem there. That's good. Um, we've got the Sunday fixtures now. We've got Dundee United 1, Rangers 1. It was uh, Ross Graham with the Dundee United goal, uh, Levitt with the assist, and for Rangers it was Rebo and uh, the assist came from Bassey. Rangers took a massive 30 shots on goal in this game. However, only three were on target, so they're maybe uh, lacking a bit of accuracy there. But um, I think they did get a bit unlucky in this game. We can see Diallo hit the woodwork, Sakala hit the woodwork, and Morelos missed three big chances as well. Uh, The defence is is still strong, in my opinion. Um, They've had three clean sheets in the last six, and uh, one of the games in which they conceded was Celtic, who've been on uh, great form attacking-wise, certainly recently. Um, so I'm, I've still got the Rangers to have Bassey double up. I'm maybe a little bit worried about Bassey, just with it sounds like Hellander's coming back from injury, so that might be a bit of a concern there. Um, but I'm still fairly confident in the Rangers' defence. Donny, I'll come to you first. What do you reckon? Well, I'll put my conspiracy hat on for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Clear handball in the first half, the, the shirt pool in Sakala. Um, we were all over them. Um, just couldn't couldn't take our chances. We lost the first goal. Good header from the United guy got above the lander, and uh, yeah, just couldn't couldn't break through. Um, I think with Bassey, I think you're probably going to be all right with Bassey because he seems to be the preferred left back ahead of Barisic. Um, I think since the old firm, Barisic has maybe taken a lot of the blame. Um, so Bassey tends to play out left um, if Hollander's going to fit in there. So I'll probably just stick with that one. Arebo, um with a goal, good player. But I always favour Ken. Ken's been playing electric <laughs> since the old farm. I think he's really be attacking, making the runs, crosses in. Um, I don't have him in my team. Um, but he's certainly one that can change a game. Um, that being said, if you've got Bassey, then maybe just stick with him. Morelos was just unlucky, um, I think, at home to Motherwell this weekend. Hopefully he can put that right um, and get us back back ticking again. But just an unlucky game, I think. Any other any other week, we win that game quite comfortably, but it just wasn't to be. 
No. Peter, what can you give me? Yeah, it was probably the most one-sided one each game I've seen in a long, long time. I, I mean, obviously, I feel like I'm delighted, but as a fantasy fan watching <laughs> it, I'm going, how did you not win that game? Uh, I know it was a penalty kill, but if you take even them out of the situation, they were battling United for a good 40 minutes for that second half and just none came. Don't it's just one of the games. I would be, if I'm doubled up, range of defence, I would still stay on I don't even worry about it. It was just a, a good set-piece goal. Uh, but Donnie mentioned Ken, that um, the big field's that good in the game to pick from. I'm always wanting to go back to the Rangers double up defence. You're saying Bassey, but I've got much money in the the back now. I mean, you've actually got Golson, the definitely nail centre back, and good uh, option for corners as well. So I think that's what I might be going with as well. But I've got Morelis, I've got Tav, so I've nothing really else to say there. Yep. Melvin, anything to add? Uh, only I've got um, Tab and Goldstone, and I think I'll, I'll keep hold of those. Um, and I've got Morellis up front. The only other one that interests me perhaps is Aribo, but there's so many good midfield spots, I think, to fill up with probably Celtic that um, yeah, I'll probably sort of stick with, with Tab and Goldstone now um, for the run in. So, um, yeah. And uh, finally, uh, we've got Celtic 3 and uh, Dundee 2. Dundee scored with their two shots on target in this game. Um, Mullen, that's uh, two and two for him, which is typical because uh, I benched him last week and then sold him this week. So go me. Um, Giamaka's got a hat trick. Um, Maida also had a couple of decent chances, but he seemed to want to head them straight towards the keeper. Um, for Giamaka, this is his first return since game week 22. And I still feel maybe Giamaka isn't quite assured of starts. Um, so I'm, I'm not sold on the guy just yet. Um, we're talking about risk of rotation at Celtic. Um, I think the weekend kind of confirmed it's a tricky one. If you look at the players that played against Bodo Glimt uh, on the Thursday night, Hitati was benched for that game. Abada was subbed at 60 minutes and Yota played the full 90. However, against Dundee, you'd maybe imagine that um, Abada was sure of starts, but in fact he was benched. Hitati started... And Yota started as well, despite playing the full 90 there. So it does make the captaincy, vice-captaincy, very tricky. Um, though it does look like Selic are going to be out of the Europa League, so maybe that's going to be less of a worry going forward. Um, I'm starting to prefer O'Reilly as a as a Selic midfield option, perhaps over Hitati, who we've praised in the past. Um, what do you reckon, Peter? Eh... Dundee, I've mentioned first of all, I'd like to see how they go under McGee. I'm going to keep a close eye on them actually because I think they could be good options after the split if they're really fighting for their life. Celtic wise, the rotational thing was well, my plan is to freeze out my fielders and hopefully the rotation works off. And the two I've got now is Jota and Abada, and the third option was between O'Reilly and Rogic. But the more I see of O'Reilly, the more I like O'Reilly as that third option because I think he's going to be the one that basically. Eventually, this year, but next year will be the replacement for Rodrick in that number 10 role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celtic defence, uh, if you're going to stick you're going to have to stick with the two centre-backs and the keeper because your full-backs are going to rotate. You have to, it's, a, it's a pick mix when it comes to that. One thing I did notice I wanted to bring up, and I listened to a, a podcast, and I the podcast as well, is the way the full-backs play for Celtic are different. If you've got Taylor or Juranovic, they'll play inverted. So you may not get the attack returns often because 
they're playing as an extra midfielder and let somebody else free. But when Tony Ralston plays, he's basically with an overlapping fullback, and that's where he's getting more chance of returns. So if you want to take a gamble on a Celtic defender who's going to be playing more than an overlapping winger, Ralston, I think. may not get all the game time you want to get, and he may be up to take up a Celtic spot, but I think he's got the highest assists for the Celtic defenders so far this season. Mm-hmm. And... He plays the overlap with other two coming side and play inverted. So when he's played a different formation, it's a, a, a tactical kind of tweak, if you want, if you will. Melvin, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I was um, sort of uh, obviously uh, yeah, I'm surprised Dundee scored scored a couple. I was like you, Tom. I think I had I had Mullen a few weeks back, um, not many points, and then all of a sudden because uh, I think he had a double coming up, and then it, it didn't happen and. I thought and I shipped him out when when there was other doubles around and yeah he, he scores. I'm I'm like Peter. I've got I've got Yotta and Obada, um, but yeah the rotation for me is that's unless you see the lineups it's it's quite tricky. So um, yeah I think yeah I, th- I think sort of a sort of stick at the moment um, on that one. Mm-hmm. And Donny. Yeah, so start look at the back and um, we're caught quite cold with both goals. Um, that's them lost two to Dundee, two to Aberdeen, um, a barrel load in Europe. Um, so it's just one to be careful with. If you do pick a defender and he doesn't start, then you're probably going to pick up the one point. Um, whereas you pick a midfielder or striker, you've got a chance of them scoring. So that's the way I see it. I don't have any defenders. I've got Mieda. So every time a goal alert came through, I was getting excited and then <laughs> seeing it. I guess I thought me I was unlucky not to get an assist for the second one. Uh, came off the keeper and it was a tap in. Um, Dundee, they do score a lot of goals. Um, just can't do anything at the back. It's just whether you count that player. Um, I'll mention it because nobody else has, but Dundee should have had a penalty as well at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, Celtic, if you can pick the right midfielders, then. You're you're going to do well. I um I actually benched Jota because I thought he might be rested in favour of Abada, um. But with my bench trip, Jota came on, got got me the six points. So you might have to do that, um. Especially if you're going to triple up, you might have to put one on the bench until you, you know, you're not going to see that this weekend, but midweek you will, um, see the lineups. Um, you just might have to tread carefully, um. But yeah, another win, because the extend the lead at the top. Yeah, forget the teeth there, Tony. Just on Tom, I think he's maybe the worst player I've seen score a perfect hat trick. I'm looking for him. I'm looking for him either. He's a big nuisance in the box, but I just don't. I just see him. I go. I don't. I don't get it so far. Mm Or he's got that, but uh, there's my take on it. I wouldn't be getting him any time soon. No, that's what I feel as well. That concludes. Excellent. Well done, Tom. Thanks. Thanks for input, guys. That was good stuff. Good talking points. Right, so what will happen next is we'll go to the fixtures. The fixtures for come week are... So we've got four on Saturday, so three o'clock kickoffs. We're going to say eight early team news, and again, the two Sunday games, you won't see their team. So it's Aberdeen, Dundee United, Dundee, Livingston, Ross County, St. Johnson, St. Mirren, Hearts, and on Sunday we've got Hibs and Celtic, and Rangers and Motherwell. So having that been said, what is your... Transfers, captains, and vice captains thoughts for the coming week, and we'll start with you, Melvin. Um, I 
think I'm probably going to roll this week because um, the team look, looks OK. And I want to have a couple of transfers for midweek next week when we'll see all the team lineups so that we can sort of check the Celtic. Because I think Celtic are at home to St Mirren then as well. So that'd be quite useful to have that. Um, I'm captaining, pretty certain captaining Tav at home to Motherwell this week and vice-captain in Morales. Um, even though I won't see the lineup, I'm... I don't know, you boys will know better than me, but I, I think they'll probably both start. So um, that's my only, that's the only reason I don't like captaining or vice captaining somebody. I don't, I can't see that if they start or not, but if you're pretty certain they're going to start, then I think I'll go for it. So yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, Donnie, same with you. Very much the same. I think for the first time this season, I might be rolling over my transfers. <laughs> I usually yeah. think um, it makes at least one change. I'm actually going to be out when the team news gets released, so I'll just have to guess. Um, but my, my team's okay; that it could it could line up these fixtures quite well. Um, it's you know, just about getting them to score. So I think I will bank as well. I think Wednesday next week's the big one because you see everything laid out, um, and if you do need to make wholesale change, then yeah. you can be for a minus four. So I think I will bank at the same time. Because Celtic and Rangers are in Europe, you've got rotation risks. Uh, I think Tavernier and Morelos probably will play. Um, it's the Celtic side of things you need to um, be wary of. Captain Tav, Cap- Vice-Captain Morelos, again, they seem like pretty safe bets. Um, that's probably what I'll do this weekend. Hey, Tom, you? I'm just the same as Donny on that one. Um, I might use the transfer, though, but I'm considering letting it roll. Simple. I'm the same. Transfer, uh, captain, the vice captain is Tavin Morelis. I think they're pretty nailed. I wouldn't see if any sort of risk with the Morelis over Tav. I, I just don't see it. I think with them now behind the league, they're going to play the strongest team every week. So I'm happy to go with it too. Transfer, I might roll or I might go Greg Taylor to Goldston, which allows me the Celtic third midfielder next week. And obviously, the midweek game, I can. See the field I want to bring in, the third option. So I think this is the way I'm going to look at it. Right, that was quite quick. Right, questions. We'll go on question this week. We've kind of really slightly touched it already, so I'm, just, I'm going to go over it again. It's Josh, formerly of this parish. Josh underscore footblog. Motherwell seemed to have some very nice fixtures after they played us this game week. What assets are there do you fancy for the run? I'll start with you, Tom, if any players. Who do you fancy? Um, as mentioned, the, the standout one's probably Van Veen. Um, even still, he's not had attacking returns for a wee while up until recent uh, in this game week here. Um, other than that, there's not really any sort of other players that are fairly consistent. Um, the assistant goals kind of came come from all aspects of the team. I noticed that Mugabe, I think, is the highest scoring defender out of the um Motherwell defence, so if you maybe wanted to take a punt on him, Motherwell are just sort of teetering on that kind of, um, they, may, they may drop down into the, the bottom half of the table, so they might decide to kind of keep it solid at the back and just uh, try and maintain the, the position in the top six. Um, so Mugabe might be an option there. I think he's also a bit of an aerial threat as well. Okay, Donny yourself? Um games that they've got afterwards is Ross County at home and Dundee at home so that's um, that's ones we're talking about. Uh, I'll give you one 
position. I think Kelly's quite a safe bet to back in goals. Um, don't see any risks there. I would probably go McGarry as well. He's got goals in him. Um, he is a risk of a yellow card. He's that kind of physical defender, but apparently got a header. In midfield, it's been strong goss of late. Um, he's quite creative for them. And up front is Van Veen, I think. Since Watt left, the main target man, and although they're not scoring a lot, if there is going to be any threat to him. Okay, you see it yourself, Melvin. What about assets? Uh, yeah, just yeah, just uh, really Van Veen um, interests me. Um, no, none of the others really, um, and only if I can really fit him in. So it'll be a watching brief, I think, on that one, from Motherwell. Yep, I agree with you all. Van Veen's the standout kind of cheap option striker up front if you want to take a punt on an easy run. Uh, the two you mentioned, Donny and Tom, Mugabe and the keeper, interest me because I've got a double up at the back in Livingston. I don't really like having that. I want to change on him, so straight to the keeper. Or I think that makes more sense, straight to the keeper, because I like Obelai. He's an attacking return threat, so I don't really want to lose him. So I think at some point in the line, if Gordon's not feasible, I can move to... Kelly, especially when they're all finished in the bottom six, then it's a kind of a keeper playing the kind of top end of the bottom half. So, but I wouldn't argue any points. Uh, Motherwell defender, Mugabe, the keeper or the striker for your for easy running, and that's it. Any other questions that you just want to add, to that, guys, for a start wrapping up? Only thing I would say is the the double game week St Mirren Dundee. It looks like it's going to go to week. Um, so that uh, just plan ahead if you've kept your two or more St. Mirren players, then you're going to get them hopefully in a couple of weeks, probably after the Celtic game. They'll have Dundee, then Ross County. Um, I think that's the Scottish Cup weekend. So, um, we give, we give me that, Donny, because I missed that because of the noise. Okay, um, okay. just the way that it lines up. I think that's the first three week. So you can plan ahead for that. I'll probably hold on to my St. Mirren players if that's going to be the case, but. I'll see. Uh, knowing, knowing me, I'll change it all on Wednesday and make about six changes. So. Well, I'm just thinking, the time I get, the time I get around to getting the Rangers double up defence and Rangers triple up midfield, that'll be close enough. And then I'll just need to kind of play it at times, see what happens. Right, guys, one more about business for finish up. Uh, as you may have seen me on Twitter posting things in the last couple of days, our final cup of the season is now live. The Half Hour Fantasy Podcast Cup. That was our first cup, Tom, as you recall, last week. It was our baby for last year and we've done our first cup. Squish 2-6-5 winner. So it is open. This is a straight knockout cup. This is no fancy Royal Rumble tactics. No two-legged affairs. It's just a straight fashion FA Cup. Uh, 128 names is the max. So below then, if we, get, if we get to that max, basically a random draw and every week teams drop in half to the final. Uh, we've got 45 names so far. So if you're thinking you didn't text me or DM me because there's no space, there is plenty of space. And I wanted it all wrapped up and finalised by game week 30 so I can do the draw and get it all up before the stage that happens. So, again, if you want to contact me, DM me at Fantasy Half and I'll get you in the cup. 45 so far in the, in the cup. In fact, 46, I'm just DM me, so 36 in the cup. <laughs> uh, and that is up. So, before we go, I want you to get all your plugs in. Donnie, I get your plugs. People can find you online. Uh, yes, it's DonnieRob77 on Twitter. Melvin? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, at Melvinio1968. And Tom? Um, at FFS underscore scout. Okay. 
So, okay, thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Donnie. Thanks, Melbourne. Well done winning the cup. And thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. We'll see you down the road. Bye-bye. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.